Hi everyone, I have a big favor to ask you. So I am going to read you a rough draft, rough, rough draft, just so you know, so don't judge me, on my personal statement for law school, and I want to get your thoughts. After much thinking, I decided to not be super creative about my essay because I have a lot I need to explain. Why the hell do I want to go to law school? How the hell did I get into sales? They're going to have lots of questions when they read my very unconventional resume. So my job in this personal statement, I decided, is to answer that, to make sure that they don't leave this feeling incomplete and wondering extra things. And so it's more of a narrative. I had fun with it because I wrote it like a memoir. I've been reading a lot of memoirs these days. And my question and ask for you is, as I read this to you, again, first understand it's a rough draft. It's very long. I know I'll need to cut it down a lot. But when you listen to this, A, do you feel like you got to know me better after reading this? B, do you feel like you understand why I want to go to law school? And C, did you root for me while I told you this story? To set the stage, in order to tell you why I want to go to law, I have to first tell you how I got into sales. So we're going to start all the way back to when I was 18. Okay, so uh, I'm going to start. This is kind of embarrassing. Yeah, you know, personal stories are always very vulnerable. I feel like I'm being naked here, but I'm trusting you. Here we go. There I was at Stanford University, and I had worked my ass off to get there. I started taking college classes at age nine. I skipped four grades, and I started college officially at age 13. I won scholarship after scholarship for my story, and I even appeared in the news and on TV for it. I put myself through college, I graduated from UC Berkeley at age 18, and finally, after years of relentless pursuit, I reached the pinnacle that I had worked my whole life for, a PhD program at Stanford University, which I then quit. After weeks of crying myself to sleep, I finally had to admit to myself that I could not be in a lab any longer. I wanted to see the world. After all, it was my parents who forced me to study chemistry. My father hated capitalism, and he thought that science was the only honorable pursuit. So I was raised my entire life to heed their expectations. And the truth was, they were gone. My mother died when I was 13. My father and I were estranged. So there was no more reason for me to keep up this ruse. And I wish I could tell you I felt relief, but I instead felt nothing but deep, deep shame. What kind of crazy person quits Stanford, the type of university that everyone wants to be at? I felt like I let everyone in the world down. And so there I was, all alone. I had no idea what I wanted to do because I was never given the liberty to even consider there was something I wanted to do instead. I hid from the world. I turned off all my social media. I stopped talking to my friends because I didn't want them to find out that I had left. I tutored chemistry on the side, and as my outlet, I started a secret blog, a secret blog under an alias that was a creative outlet for me to share my passion for beauty. And truthfully, funny enough, it was a way for me to get access to cosmetics that I couldn't afford. Colored contacts were 40 to 50 bucks a pair, and I didn't have money for that. But you know what I realized I could do? I could offer to model these contacts instead for the stores. 
So a couple emails later, next thing I knew, I had 40 pairs of contacts in every color you could imagine shipped to my door for me every few months for free in exchange for a couple photos. Eventually, I had the idea of teaching English in Korea. This seemed like the perfect opportunity for me because I wanted to live abroad. So I went. And I had good memories and bad memories. The racism I experienced for one for being Chinese, quote unquote, Chinese people are uh, darker than Koreans, dot, 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 was appalling, but I did enjoy teaching. I was tasked to teach chemistry in English to elementary students who barely spoke English. So it was not easy, but it forced me to explain things very simply, very succinctly, and it worked. By this time, though, my blog was also taking off. I was a unique voice in the space because of how direct I was. Like a true chemist, I was scientific and I was analytical. And I expanded into cosmetics and skincare as well. And companies would start coming to me. They would ask me to review and showcase their products. I had to turn business away, so I started charging them for reviews. So yeah, I was an influencer before it was cool. After my contract in Korea was over, I decided to return to the States and focus on my blog full time. It was a grind. I loved writing, but because I had so much backlog and sponsorships, I felt like I was forced to write every day, edit photos every single day. And by now my blog had also gotten big enough that the negativity was inescapable. It was really hard for me to wake up in the morning to find hundreds of comments, all calling me hideous, monster, alien. And nowadays people chalk this up to just being part of the business and you've got to have a thick skin. But I find that so dismissive. Being a young woman in my early 20s, I was sensitive. And looking back, to be honest, this was also particularly hard for me because I never had a sense of self-worth due to my childhood. But that aside, what really shocked me was the uniformity of these comments. Everyone said the same thing, so it made me wonder if perhaps they were true. Because, I mean, surely if I weren't hideous, somebody would say so, right? So I remember scrolling and scrolling and scrolling for what felt like ages, only to find that, no, every single comment without fault called me ugly. And as much as I love blogging, it was starting to take a toll on me. So I logged out one day and never logged back in. The parting gift that blogging gave me was that it led me to sales. Towards the end of my beauty blogging career, I had started studying marketing as a way to build my brand. I listened to podcasts on marketing and some of these podcasts talked about sales too. And I found myself really enjoying these podcasts. They would talk about being consultative and adding value to clients, and it was nothing at all like what I imagined sales was like. So when it was time for me to finally figure out what I wanted to do next, I realized one thing, that every single job I had taught me something I used in my next job. Chemistry taught me to be analytical. I used that in my teaching, and I used that in my blogging. Teaching taught me to speak publicly. So the question was, what did I want to learn next? And I thought, well, I haven't learned to talk to people. I mean, chemistry sure as hell didn't teach me social skills. But you know what could teach me social skills? It would be terrifying, but sales. 
And thank God I came to sales. I was terrified at first, especially after the online bullying. I was crippled with social anxiety. But after I faced my fears, it turns out I was made for sales. The extrovert in me, the one who wanted to get out of the lab so bad, loved driving around and meeting new business owners every single day. That assertive personality I always had that my dad had beaten out of me long ago started to resurface. And for once, it was celebrated. And my work ethic was unparalleled. I would make cold calls from the backseat of my car in a parking lot in the hot 110 degree weather. And when I was trying to hit President's Club, I hid behind a trash can at the airport, at the New Jersey airport, because the only quiet place I could dial. Security ended up finding me and yelling at me because I was blocking the emergency exit. So I had to move out of the way. And the only next best spot was in front of the escalator where everyone was coming off of TSA. And you bet your bottoms I did it. It was awkward. It was embarrassing, but it did not keep me from dialing. And it wasn't just hard work. I was good, too, because chemistry taught me to be analytical and straight to the point with business owners. Teaching gave me this voice of authority when I spoke to them. And blogging taught me how to write short, colloquial, and engaging emails. It's like what Steve Jobs said in his famous commencement speech. You can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backward. Sales was hard work, but it felt like home. The other reason I loved sales was because it was so hard. It was riddled with rejection and setback, and it just felt like a catalyzed version of life. It taught me a lot of lessons. And I also loved that it was actually less about sales and more about teaching. Teaching business owners about things that they didn't know should be keeping them up at night. And if you did it right, you became a trusted advisor. It was such a beautiful thing to see how a relationship could blossom over the course of a few months between me and a CEO and his entire company, all because I made a cold call a few months back. And in return, I got to learn about their industries. I learned about so many different industries that I would never have the chance to get exposure to if I had taken a normal job. And it turns out, construction CEOs are my favorite. Fast forward five years And many trophies, many President's Club, and company cars later, I started to have an unsettling feeling. I didn't know what it was, but I turned to my coworker, Michelle, and I asked her, what are your goals, Michelle? Well, I want to do this for a few years and then get into selling enterprise. Why? Because it's climbing the corporate ladder. But why do you want to climb the ladder? Well, because selling bigger deals means making more money. And I just thought, Is that the rest of our life? Just chasing bigger deals to chase more money? That's not what I wanted. Because I have two beliefs in life. First, that life has no objective meaning to it. It's all subjective. And secondly, that you might as well then leave the world in a better place than when you entered it. And you do this by actualizing your potential as a human being. Half of it is leaning into your natural strengths, and the other half is creating yourself. You use these newfound skills to create value in the world, and in so doing, leave the world a better place. So that unsettling feeling I had was precisely that, because I wanted more. I wanted to make a bigger difference more than plugging profit leaks by selling a software and getting a commission check. And I wanted more intellectual stimulation. Sales is about creating an emotional experience for the buyer, but it's not the place for deep intellectual thought and debate. So when I first started thinking about law, 
I did the same thing that helped me get into sales. I started reading books. I started subscribing to podcasts. I sent in questions to some of the podcasts I listened to and they responded. They gave me tips. They gave me book recommendations. And as I was doing all this research, this familiar feeling crept up in me again, that this felt right, that this felt like home. Give you some examples, the intellectual rigor and integrity you have to have in order to evaluate both sides, put ego and emotion aside to really weigh both sides. Like that's something I was already doing in my own spare time. I purposely enjoy listening to speakers and politicians who I disagree with just to challenge my own thoughts because I figure if I truly am right, I can listen to this and be able to rebuke it. If I can't, then let me think about it and either get to that point or realize that they have a point too and I'll change my beliefs. In the courtroom, I can use my public speaking, my creating a narrative, my emotional intelligence to read the room and fight for something bigger than a commission check. It could be someone's freedom, it could be justice, or it could be righting many wrongs like in a class action lawsuit. I could continue being a trusted advisor for a CEO, only this time meticulously craft a merger that makes the employees whole. I myself want to be a CEO one day, and that could be by opening up my own law firm. I would use my knowledge of HR from selling SaaS to modernize the culture within my own law firm and create a fulfilling livelihood for my employees to go to every day and feel a part of something bigger to support their families. Or I could run for Congress eventually, and that would use my wide range of experiences to connect with the people in my district. And my fighter mentality and fearlessness would be perfect to speak up for them who don't have a voice. And when I say all this, it's not because I don't know what I want to do. It's because I'm on a forever journey to keep growing. And what was home to me once in my 20s will not be home to me for every season of life. Sales was my first big girl job, and I will always love it and always be a saleswoman at heart. But I want to use my sales ability in the context of something bigger. And no matter which of these directions I end up going after law school, one thing is for certain, that my brain will be better, and I will be better, after learning to think like a lawyer. The value I would be able to bring to a person, a company, or a community are much higher, and hence bringing me closer to that goal of leaving the world a better place than when I entered it. Ta-da! That is it! Okay, again, I'm embarrassed because I was kind of reading it, even though I tried not to read it, and it's a little bit awkward, but the point of this is, y'all are my friends, maybe not super close yet, and that's the point of this. They all recommend that you should have someone who sort of knows you, but not super well, hear your personal statement and see if they come out feeling like they know you better, and especially in regards to why you want to go to law school. And this truly is my honest narrative of how I got into law school, or got into thinking about it. I feel like Mr. Darcy. This here is my true account of all the events that happened with Mr. Wickham. So yeah, tell me what you think. I know I have a lot to edit. Uh, I know that already, but tell me what you think. Thank you! Bye!